listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, this is Lawrence Coletti, producer for Legal Talk Network. I'm here at the Legal Tech West Coast Trade Show in the Weston Bonaventure Hotel in Los Angeles, California. I'm currently in our recording room with Tim Huang. He is the junior partner for Robot, Robot, and Huang. And so uh, I guess my first question for you is Robot and Robot. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah, they're they're great partners to work for. You know, I've just been working, billing crazy hours for them. But you know, they're both extremely impressive partners. Um, the two of them uh, attended Stanford Law School. One of them went to Harvard Law School. Uh, clerked under Posner. They're really very quite prominent, uh, and uh, really excited to be working for them. Okay, now I, I think for some of us, uh, maybe in California, everyone's uh, familiar uh, with uh, with the way this is set up. But these are truly they are computers. Uh, yeah, they're they're computers. I, I've Obviously, I'm joking a little bit. So, uh, Robot Robot and Huang is a, a research development firm uh, and a law firm, effectively based out in the Bay Area. We do experiments kind of at the intersection of computer and legal code. Okay, so now just uh, just for for the fun of it, uh, what what are the names of the the two senior partners? Sure, there's two of them. Uh, there's Daria, who has a serial number that you can find on the website, uh, and uh, uh, Apollo, which is our, our second partner, um, and they are the kind of servers that actually do most of the work. I mostly just handle talking to people. Talking to people. So no, no the, seriously, there, there is something here. I mean, they're actually doing legal work. Uh, they are actually. So the idea of the firm is that there are many legal startups out in the space, many of them offering all sorts of really interesting solutions. But all of them come into the same problem, which is when they try to sell to law firms, law firms by and large don't want their technology, don't understand the technology, or they're held back by stuff like the billable hour. So our idea is to build a firm from the ground up. What would a law firm look like uh, if we integrated all the technological solutions that are uh, here and available today? And could we create uh, really quite a badass firm um, using all those solutions? Okay, so uh, I guess with uh, with with robot uh, partners, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, do you? Uh, I guess how is that? I'm just trying to wrap my my oh, mind sure, around no the problem. concept. Yeah. <laughs> so now, obviously, you know, you're you're uh, you're in charge, and uh, even though you, you list yourself as the junior partner, uh, definitely junior. Yeah, they're having me. I'm not having them. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, this is an interesting concept. So now, what kind of uh, what kind of matters do they do they handle? What are the, what's their specialty? So what's really interesting is we are uh, what we like to think of ourselves as a startup law firm. Not in the sense of a law firm servicing startups, but in fact, they. I heard law the word. Firm. I heard the. I'm sorry. I didn't oh, sure, mean to cut sure. it. I heard we. That just. I'm still wrapping my mind. Oh, around yeah. It. No worries. Okay, so I do actually, in fact, work with two human lawyers. Oh, okay. Uh, that, okay. That are my actual partners uh, on this project. Uh, one is an IP attorney, and the other one is more of a, a startup attorney. Gotcha. Um, and so the the robots, they they work with us. They they manage us, but I know we're 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 definitely our own thing, our own legal practice. I gotcha. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to talk a little bit more about you know because obviously. Obviously, this is legal tech, sure. and you have robot attorneys or mm-hmm. uh, robot computers that are doing legal work. So explain a little bit about the kind of work that uh, lends itself to computers. Sure, definitely. So uh, it comes out of some personal experience, actually. So I was working uh, for a while, as many uh, law students do, at a large multinational law firm uh, based in New York with a satellite office in California. Uh, and uh, I was really interested because, uh, you know, I'm sort of do software development for fun on the background. And, you know, being a zero-year to one-year associate, turns out there's lots and lots of work that you spend lots and lots of time trying to do, um, mostly working in transactional securities law, so uh, IPO filings, financings, uh, what have you. Um, and uh, I had, had this idea that what would what would happen if I started to replace the things that they were telling me to do with machines? What if I wrote scripts to automate 
my work. Um, and if you're familiar with kind of the, the transactional law space, there's a lot of stuff that can be easily automated, right? And some of it's very low-hanging fruit, like universal find and replace. Show me all these documents and change one word into another word across all these documents. Turns out the way most law firms do it is you open each document individually and you do control find, control replace. Uh, other things I got more involved in were a little bit more interesting. So, for example, uh, form checks are a thing you need to do, right? So uh, does my S-1 filing conform to the SEC regulations? Um, and uh, and effectively seeing whether or not a piece of a document complies with that set of laws is kind of an interesting computer science problem. And so I got really interested in the possibility of automating a lot of this kind of work. So saying, what's the low-hanging fruit that lawyers do and can we replace them with machines? Wow. Well, I'm just, I'm very impressed that just, it's, you know, I've heard of, you know, putting macros together. I've heard of, you know, some of these, uh, you know, companies that do automatically create documents, but I think you've taken it to an entirely new level. So. <laughs> well, that was kind of the awkward thing with law firm, you see. I was, I was working there, but not really telling them that I was working on this. And after a while, I said, well, this technology is really interesting. What if I was able to kind of do my practice just by myself with all these automating technologies on board? Uh, and that's kind of where the origins of the firm uh, came from. Wow, wonderful. And then just uh, one last question about your practice, and we'll, uh, we'll cut back into uh, legal tech. Sure. Uh, what, is, uh, what kind of services do you provide? And, and uh, who, who is your average type of uh, client? So our average client tends to be a technology company, a smaller technology company. Some of them startups, but really some of them quite started up, in fact. Um, so if you're familiar with a site called Urban Dictionary, um, yes, I they, am. Uh, they, they are one of our <laughs> clients. Uh, That's great. And so it's mostly people who, interestingly enough, they say, well, we go to solos, right? And it turns out they're less expensive, but they don't understand the technology or they're too slow or they're just not cool people to work with. Right. At the same time, we could work with one of the sterling law firms, but they're just extremely, extremely expensive. And I think we basically fall right in the middle uh, where we are sort of a, a small, nimble, cool group of attorneys uh, that are really interested in, in streamlining the legal process as much as possible and, in fact, uh, making legal services as cheap as possible if we can. Well, that's a great segue here. Uh, we're at Legal Tech. And since we're at Legal Tech, you, know, you were involved in a speaking event called Competitor or Frenemy. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I was actually just coming from the panel a few hours ago. How did that go? Uh, it was great, actually. Um, so uh, I take it from Monica Bay, who is, um, I think she's editor-in-chief over at LTN. Um, yes. yes. Yeah, she is. She is. Uh, uh, invited us to participate in this because I think I take it as actually a fairly new track in legal tech, uh, the conference. Um, and the track was focused specifically on the influence of technology on legal practice and how it might reform legal practice in a really broad sense five to ten years in the future. And so the idea of competitor or frenemy was talking about kind of new solutions in the space, right? Like LegalZoom, Rocket Lawyer, Avo, all those companies. And whether or not they are sort of direct competitors with small and solo practices or really more frenemies. They're attacking different parts of the market, but who knows, they might turn around on them at some point. Uh, and it was a great panel. It was myself, um, Dave Wellen, who was, uh, he basically effectively works for the Canadian Bar, and Jay Mondel, who um, is uh, one of the directors over at Rocket Lawyer. Well, that's great. So, um now, you had uh, three speakers, and mm -hmm. you were moderated by Monica Bay. Yep. And so, um, if you can, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, uh, what was, did you did you divide it up by speaker, uh, certain segments of the discussion? Well, or? Yeah, you know, it was a little bit interesting. Uh, Dave and I were talking before the panel uh, just a few days ago, and we said, well, you know, legal tech, it's going to be people presenting slides with a lot of bullet points, and at this point in the day, no one's going to care about that. So, how about we just be conversational? So, it ended up being just three of us uh kind of pinging questions with Monica, but also with the audience as well. Okay. 
All right. So now you've got uh, three three speakers at the event, and Monica Bay is uh, moderating it. So if you had to summarize, uh, what are three takeaways that you can take from your speaking event? Sure, definitely. So I'm going to do this a little bit on the fly, so you'll forgive me if I'm a little bit inarticulate. But I thought there was a lot of really interesting things that, uh, even personally, I hadn't really thought about going into the panel that kind of came up during the discussion. So the first one was uh, the really big question, right? Competitor or frenemy, right? Does a legal Zoom go after the solos? Should the solos be scared of that sort of thing? Um, and Dave kind of had a really interesting take on it. He said, no, you know, uh, a lot of these companies, they work on uh, solo practice. People work on uh, word of mouth. And so they have nothing to worry about for sort of the big legal Zooms or, or uh, because they're basically legal Zooms are kind of going after um, people that uh, and connections and leads that don't really come out of word of mouth. And, um, and at the same time, Jay was saying, well, you know, we're making it easier and easier, ever easier um, to uh, look up who a good lawyer in your area might be. And so there ended up being this really interesting tension there. And this is where kind of the frenemy aspect of it comes in, which is at the moment, word of mouth is great for solos, right? You, someone who knows someone who basically becomes a client. But there seems to be a future in which basically the cost drops so, 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 so low that eventually, um, you know, that these, these platforms, these lead generators become the dominant force and actually come to start attacking the solos. And so I had a disagreement with a number of my panelists there, but, but that, I thought that was a really interesting um, sort of aspect of the debate, which is whether or not it's possible at some point that even word of mouth gets competed out of the market. Like you think about Yelp and restaurants, right? For a long time, it was, what's a good restaurant? Let me know. And there's word of mouth. But nowadays, I don't know about you, but personally, I, I almost always go to where Yelp tells me rather than asking my friends. And so there's kind of an interesting parallel, I guess, potentially in, in the legal space um, as well. So that was one really interesting thing. The second one was around kind of marketing, I would say, um, like the degree to which um, solos need to get better at marketing and so on and so forth. And, you know, I think particularly with legal tech, there's a bunch of boring discussion about, oh, you need to get on Twitter or, oh, you need to contribute articles and all this kind of stuff, which is sort of boring. Everybody knows that. So I was really excited that our discussion went in a different direction, which is the possibility of creating law firms uh, on an open source model. So the idea is you make legal documents open, you make legal advice open, and you sell services on top of that. So the idea is you uh, you make a contract, for example, uh, a legally accessible document. And then on top of that, we started to think about, oh, what would happen if uh, solo law firms started automating these services as well and use that as the lead generator, um, which I thought was a really interesting possibility, uh, effectively using sort of tools and legal information as the very marketing tool that you use to bring clients in. So I thought that was super uh, fascinating, I would say. I think a final thing that we focused on was uh, really the bigger environmental issue, which is the ABA, right? Um, and in, in Canada, kind of however they regulate the, the lawyers there. I forget the name of the institution. So uh, to return to the big, the big point, right, which is around regulation of lawyers, right? And this interesting question about why is it that uh, it's been so difficult to innovate in the space, right? And indeed, whether or not the Bar Association has le legitimate concerns about the nature of automation and legal services. Uh, and to which I think the panel had a number of really interesting responses. I think the general agreement seemed to be that, um, yes, indeed, uh, there are a lot of legitimate concerns, right? Uh, quality of service, whether or not people are offering actual legal advice at all, all these kind of interesting questions. But the big problem is that it seems the Bar Association doesn't know and more importantly doesn't want to know, which is the really interesting question. And we haven't really created a structure that allows people to innovate in, in a lot of interesting ways. So we got into this really interesting discussion about um, – 
how that might change and what the solutions might look like. Uh, one of them would be, you know, maybe the bar association lets you have a certain number of clients if you are an automated platform and says beyond some threshold, you have to undergo a review or something like that. Um, I think my favorite one that kind of came out of it, though, was a collective insurance scheme uh, uh, against kind of unauthorized practice of law cases. So the idea would be that uh, you could buy insurance uh, for the case that you, you don't really know whether or not what you're doing is UPL. And it's been so broadly defined that it's unclear anyways, um, which, uh, you know, I'm going to have to look into the legality of that. But I thought it was a really interesting kind of concept, thinking creatively about how we sort of change the nature of innovation uh, in the space for solos, but also in the legal industry in general. Well, that's certainly food for thought. So I just have one last question. And so if our listeners or attendees of Legal Tech wanted to get a hold of you and perhaps a couple of robot attorneys, how can they how can they reach you? <laughs> well, I will say like many law firms, we're very busy at the moment uh, and we can't take on any new human associates, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unless you're willing to work a uh, 4,000 hour billable hour requirement, oh, um, my goodness. You know, which is on par with what our machines turn out. So at least humans should turn out on it as well. Um, <laughs> But seriously, though, uh, we are on Twitter at Robot and Huang, uh, and uh, I can be reached at Tim at RobotandHuang.com. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming down and taking the time to interview with us. It was, uh, it was a delight. Sure. Well, thank you, and good luck with the rest of uh, Legal Tech. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Consult a lawyer.